Act Three of The Nature Woman by Upton Sinclair. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Narrator read by Denny Sayers. Act Three A Portion of the Parlor as a Stage the Same Evening. Front part of stage shows an ante room with folding doors opening to rear part, which represents a portion of the Masterson parlour, curtained off to form a stage for the dance. Entrances down stage right and left. Upstage at the left are the curtains, which part in the middle. They are held by a cord which is fastened by the wall. Oceana's trunk stands near entrance right. Also a couple of chairs. At rise, Freddy stands left, holding curtain cord. Oceana lines up center, covered with the bridal robe, asleep. Music of sunrise dance begins softly. Freddy draws back curtains, revealing part of audience left. He steals off. Oceana gradually awakens, raises her head, lifts herself to her knees, stretches out her hands in worship to the sun-god. Then slowly she rises, wrapped in wonder. The robe falls back, revealing a filmy costume, primitive, elemental, naive. She begins to sway, and gradually glides into an ecstatic dance, which portrays the joyful awakening of morning. Mrs. Masterson enters left in great agitation, stares at Oceana, wrings her hands, paces about, signals to her frantically. Oh, oh! Rushes left and releases curtains, which fall. Oceana turns in consternation. Why, what? Sees Mrs. Masterson. Aunt Sophronia! How dare you? How dare you? Why, what's the matter? You ask me? Oh, oh! Aunt Sophronia, you stopped my dance. Hussy, shameless wanton, you have disgraced me before all the world. Stares at her, slowly comprehending. Oh, I see. Goes to her with signs of distress. Oh, Aunt Sophronia, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to displease you. Such a humiliation. Aunt Sophronia, you must believe me. I had a reason. A what? A reason for doing it. I couldn't help it. Believe me, believe me. But what, what reason? What do you mean? I can't tell you, Aunt Sophronia. But truly, if you knew, you would understand. I simply had to do it. Bewildered. Is the girl mad? Yes, I believe that is it. I am mad. Dr. Masterson opens door and enters left. Oceana! hurries to him. Quincy, don't come in here. It's not decent. Pushes him towards door to Oceana. Put something on you, girl. Of course. Puts on robe. I can't comprehend you. Have you no sense of shame whatever? I had a sense of shame. Naked, almost naked, and in my home. Ethel enters left. Mother, what's the matter? Ethel, you knew of this outrageous plot? One moment, Aunt Sophronia. The blame for this rests upon me alone. 
i told ethel that the dance was all right ethel leave the room this is no place for you mother the people are waiting go at once to dr masterson quincy go out and make some apology to our guests explain to them that we had no idea we were imposed upon applause heard off left perhaps if your guests were consulted my dear sophronia pushes him off go quickly turns to oceana and as for you anna talbot there is no more to be said you have overwhelmed me with shame perhaps aunt sophronia you would prefer that i should leave your house stiffly i would make no objection i will go as soon as i dress very well starts towards the door i will do what i can to atone for your wantonness one moment aunt sophronia well ethel tells me that you had something to say to me about grandfather's will oh ethel told you did she yes she wished you to know that she had told me of course feeling towards me as you do you would hardly expect me to give up any rights that i may have we will be content with what rights the law allows us what i wished to say was that i would be willing to give ethel part of my inheritance oh i would not give it to freddy for he is a man and i should be breaking the mainspring of his life but i will give half my money to ethel provided that you will consent to let her go with me oh so that's your idea you've already weaned the child from me you have made her a traitor to me and now you wish to buy her altogether aunt sophronia your offer is declined i have no more to say to you she sweeps out oceana stands lost in thought a smile grows upon her face poor aunt sophronia begins to hum and to sway as in the sunrise dance she completes the dance from where she was interrupted from an impulse of inner delight freddy steals in right watches her enraptured as she stands with arms outstretched in ecstasy he rushes towards her and flings himself at her feet clasping her hand oceana freddy sobbing incoherently oceana i can't stand it why what's the matter i love you i love you i can't live without you i can't give you up oceana have mercy on me freddy this won't do no let go of me please you must control yourself don't send me away how can you be so cruel to me but freddy i have told you that i don't love you she stands thinking give me my robe now come sit down here and listen to me i am going away freddy and you won't see me any more and that is for the best for you must get me out of your mind i don't love you freddy and you never would love me never but why not why not i can't tell you that oh you are pitiless to me one does not give love out of pity that is a cowardly thing to ask she pauses i must be frank with you freddy you have got to face the facts when i give my love it will be to a man and you are not a man but i am growing up no you don't understand you should have grown up years ago you have been stunted she takes his hand look see the stains why cigarettes and you want to be a man is that so unforgivable it is only one thing of many my dear cousin oceana you don't know what men are oh don't i 
my dear boy there is nothing about men that i don't know i have read kraft ebbing and havelock ellis i know it all i know it as a physician knows it i can read a man's diseases in his complexion i can read his vices in his eyes don't you see drops his eyes i see don't think that i am despising you dear boy i know the world you have lived in but what can i do you can go away and make a man of yourself go west get out into the open learn to ride and hunt harden your muscles and expand your chest until then you're not fit to be the father of any woman's child drop college you mean be your own college the idea of trying to build a brain in a body that's decaying how could you stand it don't you ever feel that you are boiling over that you must have something upon which you can wreck yourself don't you feel that you'd like to tame a horse or sail a boat in a storm don't you ever read about adventures yes i read about them and don't you ever feel that you must experience them that you must face some kind of danger do something that you can look back on with pride why see six years ago there came to our island three war canoes full of savages cannibals they were if father and i hadn't been there they'd have wiped our people out and do you think i'd give up the memory of that struggle what happened fortunately they came in the daytime so we soon drove them back to their boats see i'll show you she goes to trunk here's one of them she lifts up a human skull good lord notice the crack that was done with a spear by my prince the one who made me this robe you know he cleaned out the skull for me rather a ghastly sort of souvenir oh i don't mind that father and i found it useful a sort of memento mori looking into trunk and what are those things they are some of my arrows and these are what we used for bowls turtle shells you see pointing but those oh my single sticks lifts them that's the game henry and i were talking about you ought to get him to teach it to you what's it like i'll show you she takes from the trunk two leather helmets and gloves here you are it's an old english game didn't you ever read robin hood oh it's that why they used to crack each other's heads the object was to draw first blood but we used to wear these helmets you see how we've dented them up and these old cudgels how they remind me of father <laughs> they're heavy you take the stick this way it's a kind of fencing she gives him a stick and illustrates the play no so mrs masterson enters what's this is this the way you get ready to leave oh aunt sophronia i beg your pardon i got so interested is there no limit to your indiscretion dr masterson enters hurriedly sophronia i beg of you i will hear no more of this i have spoken once for all but my dear no more but sophronia the people don't understand why it was outrageous i know but since it was begun it's so difficult to explain no more of this i won't hear it henry enters stares about mrs masterson what have you done here there is no reason why you should concern yourself with it but i wish to know what do you wish to know did you stop oceana's dance i did and why because i saw fit to but your guests i will attend to my guests but what is oceana going to do she is going to leave our house oh, this is a shame most of the people enjoyed the dance 
they would like to see more henry you will permit me to decide about what goes on in my home you may decide for yourself but if oceana leaves to-night i will leave also and i will never return very well sir as you please henry let me have a say i am obliged to you but i don't want to stay it's absurd for me to be here i don't belong here i've lived all my life under the open sky i've been free i've swum several miles every day and run several more i've hunted and fished and danced and played and here they dress me up in long skirts and sit me in a corner and tell me i'm a lady i can stand it just so long i've stood it twenty-four hours and i feel like a wild animal in a cage if i don't find something to do something real something that is thrilling truly i'll murder someone she paces the room doctor and mrs masterson shrink away from her yes i mean it with increasing vehemence picture me at home when i was hungry i went out for game and unless i got the game i stayed hungry or i went fishing and i had to get my canoe through the surf i had the zest of danger i had real struggle but here i have nothing they bring me my food on silver platters they get up and give me their seats they even push the doors open in front of me and i'm so panting for something to do for some opposition some competition some conflict i'm spoiling for a fight you henry don't you know what i mean a fight with a sharp swift gesture i want to meet some wild animal again is there a wild animal in you they stare at each other suddenly she springs and takes the other single stick from freddy here you know this game my father taught you she holds out one to him come on bewildered oceana uh, this is not the place it's the place for me take it now forget that i'm a woman ready oceana no are you afraid of your mother-in-law oh good heavens if you're not you're the only man in the family that isn't she drops her robe now this is disgraceful oceana i beg of you defend yourself she makes a feint at henry's head causing him to raise his stick lay on she attacks him briskly he defends himself there is a swift rattle of the sticks and a vivid conflict <laughs> oh oceana for god's sake stop oh stop them are you mad oceana wild with the excitement of the struggle leon ha ha well played guard once again ah oh, this is what i like this is what i've been looking for they leap here and there the others dodge out of the way protesting the conflict grows more and more strenuous laetitia enters left screams in terror henry they stop a long pause henry what does this mean my dear stops for lack of breath freddy my robe wraps herself and sits in chair smiling what does this mean of all the shameless and insane procedures are you mad henry no no letitia we know just what we're about you see your husband and i are considering whether or not we shall fall in love with each other 
monstrous oceana how dare you he's interested you know i've got hold of him henry you stand there and permit her to insult me my dear believe me stop henry look at me well don't tell her a lie a lie is the thing i never pardon why why falls silent henry gee whiz henry i demand that you come home with me instantly don't go almost speechless if you stay here you stay alone oceana rises casts aside her robe stretches wide her arms letitia look at me am i the sort of woman that you can safely leave your husband alone with stares at her terrified then bursts into tears and flings herself into henry's arms <laughs> henry ah yes that is safer henry supports leticia my dear my dear come home with me god man how i pity you bound in chains to a woman like that and with all the world conspiring to hold you fast how can you bear it do you expect to bear it forever what will become of your soul oh i pity you i pity you henry take me home take me home at once yes my dear yes what is the spell they've laid upon you you make me think of gulliver a giant stretched out upon the ground impotent bound fast with a million tiny threads wake up man wake up you've only one life to live you act as if you had a thousand mother how long is this to continue henry won't you stop listening to her he's not listening to me letitia he's listening to the voice of the universe calling to him the voice of unborn generations clamoring agonizing what do you suppose it means man this storm that has shaken us it is nature's trumpet call it is the shout of discovery of the powers within us for ages upon ages life has been preparing it and now suddenly we meet the barriers are shattered and flung down the tides of being sweep us together oh this is outrageous oceana henry is married 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 that is the sorcery with which you bind him no longer a man at all but some aborted thing a relic a eunuch they mumble their incantations over you the spell is done and you sink back cowed and whimpering you are a machine a domestic utensil never again are you to love and to dare to create no there are other things in life for you bread and butter cooks and dinner parties billiards and bridge whist that is your portion a married man laetitia terrified henry for god's sake he no longer returns her embraces but stares at oceana fascinated don't you see man it's a dream a nightmare rouse yourself lift your head and it's gone life is calling come away frantically mother mother quincy if you can't stop this outrage i will call the servants 
She starts toward Oceana. Call the police. Call your guests. Anything. Bring the world down on him. Terrify him with conventions. Beat him into subjection again. Wanton. Wanton. Oh, how well you understand me. I, with my hunger for righteousness, I who have disciplined myself as an anchorite, who have served as a priestess of life. And you, with your formulas and your superstitions, you pass judgment upon me. See, this man and I, we are the gateway to the future, and you seek to bar it. By what right do you stand in the path of posterity, you tormentors of the ideal, you assassins of human hope? Mrs. Masterson, almost striking her. Oh, oh, and my children have to listen to this. She whirls about. Ethel, Freddy, go out of the room. I'm going with Oceana. What? Some day, if not now. She's perfectly right. Leticia has no business to keep him. She never would have got him if she hadn't played a part. Ethel Masterson. Little vixen. Freddy rushes to Oceana and seizes her hand. Oceana, let me go with you, too. What next? No, Freddy, no. She withdraws her hand and holds it out to Henry. Henry, come. A tense pause. All stare at Henry. He never takes his eyes from Oceana. Slowly, like one hypnotized, he draws away from his wife's embrace and moves towards Oceana. He seizes her hand. All stand transfixed. Silence. Curtain. End of Act Three.